This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 38 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network, the FEI North American Junior and Young Rider Championships. We'd like to thank our sponsor today, Equestrian Collections. Equestrian Collections brings the whole universe of equestrian shopping to your fingertips. You can visit them online at www.equestriancollections.com. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the Stable, it's every week. We bring you the news through hell, hot water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. Sit on down and laugh till your poop calls. It's time again for Stable Scoop. Stable Scoop. Stable Scoop. Stable Scoop. This is Helena B. And I'm Samantha Clark. And this is the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Well, Samantha, welcome to Stable Scoop. Thank you very much. It's it's nice to be here. I'm sitting in for Glenn today, just in case no one else noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like when the cat's away, the mice will play. I'm wondering Sadly. <laughs> what kind of trouble we can get into on the show today. All sorts. Sadly, we've already discussed this. I'm not up to his technical geek standards. You know what? Neither am I. So I, I think I mentioned to this you earlier, this could be a veritable train wreck, and I think it would still be a good show. Okay, good. Well, we'll have fun anyway. That's We will. We will. And we've got some great people to talk to today. I'm personally excited about the, our two guests. Um, the show we have for you today includes Joni Morris, who is the High Performance Marketing Manager for the United States Equestrian Federation, and she's going to talk to us about the FEI North American Junior and Young Rider Championships, which are coming up in July at the Kentucky Horse Park. And we also have one of the young riders with us today. She's double gold medal winner Hannah Selleck. And um, she had success at the 2008 North American Junior and Young Rider Championships. So we'll be talking to Hannah a little bit later on in the show. Good stuff. Very, very exciting. Also, I want to let you know the winner from last month's giveaway, winner of the $75 gift certificate from Equestrian Collections. Equestrian Collections brings the whole universe of equestrian shopping to your fingertips. You can visit them at equestriancollections.com. The winner was Crystal Allor of Bloomington, Minnesota. And Crystal sent an email after she was notified that she won, and she said, no way, really, that is so awesome. Just one more great reason to tune in. She loves the show, especially like the Morgan episode, as she's a Morgan person, and she says she'll be listening. Thanks, Crystal. And there were three winners of the custom store plates from EasySignsOnline.com. EasySignsOnline.com is the leading maker of affordable farm and barn signs in America. The winners were Albert Sisson from Little Compton, Rhode Island, and Allison Heath from Houston, Texas. And finally, Kathy Carden from Redwood Shores, California. Kathy also sent a note back to Glenn when she found out she won and said... Hi, Glenn. Thank you so much. I'm more excited to get an email from you than to actually win the sign. <laughs> I, <laughs> I listen to you and... I don't know if Glenn makes these up. I listen to you and Helena when I jog. It keeps my mind off the pain. You guys are the best, Kathy. You know, I think he does a fair amount of making things up. 
Well, I must admit, I've been listening to the um, podcast when I walk my dog. I'm not a jogger, but I am a walker. That's, so. that's you know, I'm a walker too, and I first started. I first got into the whole podcast thing through um, NPR, and I would download um, all kinds of shows, the NPR episodes, and and then they have a special. Um, a little side show called Grammar Girl. So I'd actually listen to Grammar Podcast while I was walking my dog. And you get addicted. You know, you get to know the characters and the people. And, um, you know, you really look forward to hearing what they have to say every week. So I'm, I'm glad that there's people out there who like to listen to the show. Yeah. <laughs> well, this month we've got some brand new items that are now up and ready to register to win. Remember, you do have to re-register every month in order to win. This month we have from Equestrian Collections, who's kindly donated a Best Shot Equine MED Rain Rot Boxed Set. Uh, that's to treat your horse's rain rot effectively. Uh, Best Shot Equine MED Rain Rot Treatment Boxed Set um, has everything you need to promote healing naturally. It features, well, the entire set features a 16 ounce rain rot treatment, a 12-ounce MED shampoo, and a 12-ounce MED topical spray. So this whole set treats rain rot and many upper and lower body skin afflictions, stops the itch cycle, and promotes hair growth. And we also have the Horse Radio Network donating a commercial on an episode of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. This commercial could be anything you want. It could be for your business, farm, lessons, for a charity, or if you just want to wish your horse husband a happy birthday. So thank you to the Horse Radio Network for that. All right. Well, I'm excited to talk to our first guest today. We have Joni Morris, who is the High Performance Marketing Manager for the United States Equestrian Federation. And we're going to talk about the FEI North American Junior and Young Rider Championships. So welcome, Joni. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Good, good. Now, I, I you have to forgive me because I really don't know too much about this particular program. Um, I did a little bit of research on um, the North American Junior and Young Rider Championships, which is a mouthful. We can call it NAJYRC if you like acronyms. <laughs> how it's generally <laughs> referred to. That's going to be a tough one for me too, but <laughs> let's. I'll give it a shot. Okay. So the NAJYRC began in 1974 as an eventing challenge between the United States and Canada. Is that true? Yes, that's right. And then it turned into more a semblance of what we know now as the championships in 1979, um, which and it's, it's just gained momentum over the last, this will be the 30th year that it'll be in a similar format to what, to what we recognize. Um, 1979 was the first year it was recognized as a continental championship. And then in 82 was the first year we had all three disciplines dressage, eventing, and jumping. Um, and then last year, we were really excited. We added reining, which was really popular amongst kids and spectators and officials and everyone that was there. So it's gr- it seems to be growing every year, which we're really excited about. And, and what do you think that this event, this particular event, the championship, offers the horse riding youth of today? And, and what do you think it offers the horse community in general? It does a couple of different things. I mean, one, it produces... Um, future stars for our you know for our country and for the other countries that that compete um mclean ward who's won two show jumping gold medals obviously and was just barely beaten at the world cup final in las vegas he came through the young riders program he was a gold medalist um let me just think what year that was in 1991 um nicole simpson ken farrington show jumping's had a lot of alumni that have come through there georgina bloomberg she won two gold medals um and she, and she's represented the u.s on nation's cup teams and um 
she's also now a sponsor of the event. I mean, it's in something that she holds very, very important to her. It gives riders a first team experience, and it's it's the only continental championship held annually in North America, and so it gives it gives youth a chance to be on a team, ride in that you know in that situation, um, and it basically is something that's totally unique. There's no they don't have any other chance to do it until they go up through the senior ranks and represent the country on that level. And how do you know when a young rider is ready to even to ready to even shoot for this kind of thing? Or how do they obviously, know? Obviously, it depends, you know, on the on the specific horse and rider combination. There's um, qualifying requirements and and selection criteria for the different zones, region, and areas, depending on the sport. So, you, you know, no, not just any kid could call up and say, "I'm going to come to the Young Riders Championships." They have to be nominated um, in a similar way that we that we do our our senior teams by their national federation. Um, so the the zone or region or area, which is a geographic way that the United States is split up. For these different for the different sports, they they have qualif- a list of qualified kids. They have a, a system by which they select them. Then they send their entries through the USCF, the National Federation. We look them over, make sure all the kids are qualified and and by our rules, and then we enter them. And that's and and there's just a, there's a certain number of you know four kids for a team for each discipline for the juniors and for the young riders. So each area can send a maximum of eight kids, four juniors and four young riders. And Speaking to some kids from all different regions and different zones, how, I mean, I see that when they get to the horse park this year, there'll be um, vets inspections for them. And I know that speaking to some of them, they all in, they all enjoy team experiences. And um, how do you keep it all fairly level, um, managing the different zones and areas? Is that a problem? No, not, a, not at all. It's always been one of those neat competitions where, it's very competitive, but it's also very, very fair, and the kids all get along great, and they're all happy to meet each other from different zones and areas. And it's run under FEI rules, you know, as as any international competition is, and you know those are you know clearly spelled out, and and then you know they they know what's expected of them before they arrive. So it's not as though they just get here and are all of a sudden under rules that they've never heard of or competed under. The majority of them will you know have, have qualified through FEI competitions. They're familiar with the rules, and that maintains between the USEF rules and the uh, FEI rules, the International Federation rules, it maintains a really fair playing field and guarantees that all the kids have a, you know, as good a shot as, as any of the rest of them. I know that I was surprised that some of the young riders I spoke to that have been through the, the young rider programs, they all spoke that, I mean, although it's a young rider and a junior program and it starts at age 14, they are treated, I mean, like adults. It's, it's a grown-up program. They have proper team team coaches and, and the coaching program they said is second to none throughout the year and that they get there and they have their vets and their grooms and, and proper team meetings and they all do things together as teams throughout the disciplines and they were they were they said it sets them up for grown up teams later and for careers in the horse business and they were thoroughly impressed with it. And that's something that, you know, we, we try and, and really maintain and the, the chef to keeps and the coaches, they're great. I mean they for the different regions and areas they you know they they run it really well from from that side but it's also you know we know that we're we're building we're building our future of the sport but for some kids it's also maybe the last thing their last goal they ever wanted to do before they go away to college or have to go to the real world or that kind of thing and so it's sort of a for some some people it's you know the end goal of their riding career if they were just going to ride up through up through their young riders years and then you know turn to something else but for some kids it's a jumping off point so it's the, 
the balance between the two of those things is maintaining it competitive and fun. I think we've we've achieved and we hope to continue to achieve, especially the first year that it comes here to the Kentucky Horse Park, which we're really excited about. Let's talk a little bit about the certificate of capability. I was looking at the qualifications, um, and in that rule, it says that each horse rider combination must complete a certificate of capability in order to compete in these championships. Um, one of those requirements was that a horse rider combination needs to complete a course of 4-9 or higher with a score of four faults or less within their zone's qualifying period. Now, this could totally be my ignorance to to this end of the sport, but 4-9 seems a bit high for a 14-year-old. A- am I missing something? or? I, I believe that you're reading the, the young riders' rules, which are for the older kids, um, okay. and, and not the junior rules. Okay. So I, is, I, I believe we've, of course, also switched to meter, the metric system for measure, measurements this year. So we're all in the process of converting metric to um, to feet, but I believe that you are looking at the young riders' rules, which um, the young riders are from 16 to 21. And these kids, it's certainly within the realm of of what they jump and where you know where they compete every weekend throughout the year. It's not as though they come here and it's a huge jump from what they've been doing. Right. Not at all. Okay. <clears throat> And why so for those you, of us that aren't as brave, it's very brave, <laughs> exactly. I, I saw some of those numbers that said, "Forget it." <laughs> but for those kids there, you know, it's, it's you know they're out here at um, the, the horse park this weekend. All the trailers are parked out here, um, you know, competing at Hugh Can Cannon Show, get you know, getting ready and getting qualified and earning their certificate of capability at that level. So they're very they're very game and and very brave, and they do a great job. So, do you find that they have a maturity level? Um, do they get the maturity when they get there? Is that is it part of that life experience, or do you find that most kids who arrive at this program already have that little something extra that that really carries them into the next level of their comp- competitive careers? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I think um, probably a little bit of both. I think that the kids that and the and the, the young riders and juniors that come here are very dedicated. They've worked really hard. This isn't something they decide to do the first week of June and just come on a whim. It's something that they've been focused on, you know, at least for since January, but for many, you know, for the last 12 months. So that requires some some semblance of, you know, planning and maturity. But I think also they, they come there here with a certain level and then through the program that, that, you know, in leaps and bounds, that exponentially grows just through through the, you know, it's an intense week. There's a, There's a lot of competing. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of people to meet and a lot of different things to do. So it's a, it's a really, you know, kids have, they have to be balanced with their, you know, their, their competing and their team and the expectation. But also, so I think, they, I think it's both. I think they come here with a certain level and then they, that ex- exponentially grows during the week of, of the championship. I know that you said that reigning um, has been a late addition to the championships. And I think that this year there's going to be a vaulting demonstration at the horse park. Is that something that you hope to add on? In later years, do you think we, you know, we would love to? And vaulting has been been very keen. It works out really well this year with vaulting because it's the week between um, their test event for the 2010 World Equestrian Games mm-hmm. and the national championship. So all the vaulters will be here, anyways. Um, so we're we're going to include them this year um, in the what is the covered arena, the old indoor arena. They're going to um, on Wednesday afternoon do some vaulting and they're very keen to be involved um so we're going to see how it goes this year and what participation is like and we're we're, we'd like to move forward you know working with them to get them involved on an annual basis definitely what do you do you think 
Sorry, Helena. What do you expect for um, attendance? How many people do you think will actually, how many people and horses, and then how many spectators do you think will move through the championships this year? Um, we're, you know, we're excited about entries. I think our jumping entries will be up. We've had a lot of interest in the jumping jumping department. Um, I anticipate hopefully, you know, 150 horse rider combinations would be great. We know that we'll, our reigning numbers will definitely be up. We were a little lean last year, but partly that was just due to geography and sort of being a new thing. People were trying to organize their teams to get, you know, to get to Colorado. I think this year we've had a ton of interest and there's the the reigning test event for the World Equestrian Games will be going on um, simultaneously. So there'll be a lot of rainers here and a lot of reigning interest. And as far as spectators go, I mean, it, it's hard to guess. There's a, you know, a lot, the, the horse park is very busy in the summer and we'd, we'd like to get as many people, you know, local people out as we can for these championships, the kids certainly don't come alone. Not only do they come with their team coach and their, you know, the, the grooms that come and help look after the horse for the team, but parents and grandparents and brothers and sisters and whole entourages of family members and, and that kind of thing comes. So I anticipate the park will be a very, very busy place the 22nd through the 26th of July, for sure. Joni, is it true you were um, Philip Dutton's groom? I was. I, I, I actually... I rode at Young Riders in 19, God, 1998, and then I started working for Philip in 1999. And I worked for him till until I moved here. So 2007, I was still working for him part time. So I, wow. I was pretty lucky. I got to travel all over with him. And so will you be sneaking really nice off, horses. sneaking off around the park next year? Hopefully, cheering him on. Yeah, definitely. I can't. I can't wait for for 2010. It, you know, it should be, it should be great. And that's something that, <clears throat> you know, base. Basically, we're running a, a, a mini World Equestrian Games because we're running these four disciplines simultaneously. Plus, Hugh Cannon runs a horse show that week. Plus, the the reigning test event will be going on. So, the park will be really busy, and there'll be a lot of people here. But it's you know not nearly as many as will be here in 2010. But it'll be a great you know test and you know run through for all of us that are going to be involved as far as managing the logistics of all these horses and riders here so you we're know, all everyone's looking forward to it i was thinking the same thing and that's got to be kind of exciting for the kids riding as well because now they're not they're not just riding in the kentucky horse park anymore now they're riding in an international venue exactly and i'm you know the new venue which we sort of test drove for rolex i mean the footing in that main arena it's not very often that you run an entire event and not one person said the bad word about the footing but everyone just raved about it and said how great it was and the horses jumped so well off of it and moved well on it in the dressage, and it's a world. It's like you said, it's a world-class facility. It's no longer just, you know, the horse park's always been great, but now it's on par with anything in the world. Right. And so that's something that is exciting. The kids get to go in there, and they get to be in there first, which is really cool. So, you know, before the world comes to Kentucky, the kids get to test drive it again. So I think that's it. That's really exciting, and it's generated a, a bit of interest locally as far as you know, sort of people being able to come out and see a precursor to what's going to happen here in 2010. Well, we'll be so, excited to uh, to follow along. I, I mean, I'm excited for them now. Go ahead, Samantha. So can we expect the the Young Rider and Junior Championships to come back to the horse park? I know it's been in Colorado, and it's it's traditionally moved around, hasn't it, to give everyone a fair chance? But It has, yeah, and it's a unique thing in that it requires quite a bit of space and a reasonably logistic, logistically mapped out facility like the Kentucky Horse Park, you know, can handle that kind of horses and traffic. Um, we would we would love for it to stay in Kentucky for you know potentially for a few more years, um, you know between the World Equestrian Games next summer the calendar is very crowded and there's some question there about you know things like using the cross country course but we we definitely anticipate it to return to return to the horse park 
multiple times in the future. So we're all looking forward to that because it does make it easier. You know, uh, Kentucky is a very centrally located place for where a lot of our kids come from, and so it makes it easier for them to not only plan but to get here. Because as we know, moving horses is a, you know, is a it's a task to take on and so if they can plan for okay for the next few years we have to get our horses to kentucky or to wherever that that helps as far you know they all raise a lot of money to come to come to the championships and you know we have great sponsor support this year but the kids the teams get here on their own and so it it would be great for them if we could say okay well for the next three years you can plan on it being here and that's really where we're trying to get to and we would, everyone would would love to have it stay in Kentucky. Yeah, the consistency yeah. looks like it would be a good one less variable to deal with when you're like exactly. you said when you're shipping horses around. Well, thank you very much for coming on with us. And, and I like you're I said, welcome. I'm excited about following this something I didn't know much about before, but having learned a little bit, um, it's just yet another thing for us to be enthusiastic about. So we do appreciate your time coming on, and um, hopefully we can have you back again. You this is yeah, your second absolutely. time on the show, right? No, and it's it's been great, and we like I said, everyone's really looking forward to some hope. Have you guys out here, running around the horse park with us this summer in July? So well, it absolutely, be, it should be great. Yeah, I think you'll have a chance to see uh, at least Samantha and Glenn. I don't know Excellent. if I'll get out there again soon, but uh, yeah, you'll have two of us. We'll, we'll be there. Thank, thank you, Joni. All right, you're welcome. Take care, Joni. Equestrian Collections brings the whole universe of equestrian shopping to your fingertips. Every day, the site is calibrated to show you all the products that each major equestrian brand has available for you to buy. Any given day, they have over $100 million in products for you to choose from. They know that riding and taking care of your horse takes up a lot of your time. So Equestrian Collections is open for you 24-7, and their advanced technology allows you to find exactly what you need on the website and to check out in as little as seven minutes. You can save money with Equestrian Collections, too, in their closeouts and specials special section. Save up to 35 to 75% on selected merchandise. Just follow the closeouts link on the homepage of the website. Visit Equestrian Collections at equestriancollections.com. They put the whole universe of equestrian shopping at your fingertips at a price you can afford. All right. Well, thank you to Joni. That was a great learning about um, the NAG. N- See, I knew I was going to mess this up. N A J Y R C. I don't know which is harder to say: North American Junior and Young Rider Championships, or to say the acronym right out. Well, that, that's neither here, here nor there because we have with us as our second guest today Hannah Selleck, who is the double gold medal winner from the 2008 North American Junior and Young Rider Championships. Um, she also happens to have a somewhat famous father, but we're not going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about horses because those are more important. <laughs> so, congratulations, Hannah, and welcome to the Stable Scoop Show. Thank you. Tell us how you got started riding and um, at what point did you realize that uh, your riding was more than just a hobby and eventually you made your way to one of the most prestigious championships in in North America? Um, Well, it was just kind of by coincidence I started riding. Um, There was a stable close to my house and it was um, an activity I wanted to do along with other things like dancing and soccer and piano and all sorts of things, so I just kind of picked it up, and um, it was what I ended up sticking with and and became my passion, and, um, you know, I started showing around the age of eight and just continued from there, from the large ponies 
up into the bigger jumpers and uh, and made it all the way to there and hopefully to keep growing and, and going farther. And why did you, yeah, why did you get into jumpers? Um, just, I mean, I, I started with the, the hunters and equitation and then, um, you know, the jumpers looked fun going kind of fast and, um, it was, I think it was pretty much like the children's jumpers or even littler, um, what I saw and, and got into that and then really ended up liking it. You won double gold last, um, in 2008 on Bauer. How did you find him and tell us a little bit about him? Um, well, we came across him. We were really looking for an equitation horse, and my trainer, Karen, and I took a trip to the horse show at Tampa, and, um, you know, there weren't any really great equitation horses, which is what I was looking for, but we came across a couple jumpers and ended up trying them, and Bauer ended up being this uh, great prospect, so we went ahead and got him, and, and he's turned out to be just a fantastic horse. He must be, and you mentioned that um, he hasn't even showed that much, and despite that, you still won the gold medal on him. Will he be the one that you'll try and come back this summer on, or will you come back on your other horse? Um, No, I'm going to come back on him this summer. He had a bit of a rest after Young Riders. I had school, and and it was a good time to just give him some time off. And um, now we're back showing, and I I have another mount, and... um, both showing them right now in the um, meter 40s and moving them up into the meter 50s in Grand Prix, so that's exciting. Now, when you when you first found Bauer and you thought he'd be a good prospect, did you have this championship in mind, or was that did that just sort of evolve as you and he started riding together? Well, it was. I had um, Circa Z, my first like bigger jumper at the time, and um, it was. We thought it would be a good idea to get another one just so I'd have more experience and have two in the ring and as I got him um, and the two it was around the time for the trials for that year I I think it was maybe 05 and um, so I I did him in the trials and he ended up doing better than the horse I already had so I took him and that was my first year doing it and I was on the junior team and then it kind of the goal evolved, you know, to keep going and do the, the Young Rider team um, years later. We've heard that um, uh, we've heard that McLean Ward and um, Buck Davidson, all sorts of very, very good riders, top riders, Olympic riders, have been through the Young Rider program. And now that you've already got your gold medal and you're showing at Grand Prix level, what's going to make you want to go back and do it again? Um, I mean, just the team experience is really beneficial when, um, you you know, you go and watch the World Cup. I was there um, just the last month or a few weeks ago, and you see the formats of that, and the Young Riders just really prepares you for that and um, gets you kind of in that mind frame. I know the World Cup's not a team one, but the the same format. Um, And it's just a great experience, I think, to have that opportunity and and, uh, be able to grow from that in it. It really prepares you for um, the bigger stuff that's to come. Did, was this your first time uh, um, experiencing uh, the team format, riding as a team member? Um, no, I, I did a pre-state at Harrisburg, I think three years I've done it. Um, so for Zone 10, that was a team. And then also I did the, the junior team um, for the Young Rider competition. Um, couple years before I did uh, my gold last year. So 
since okay, so now you've you've achieved some success in the the international horse community. Do you feel like you have arrived as a serious competitor, or perhaps like you've just begun? Um, I mean, I I never really think of myself as a serious competitor because there's always so many people who are better and when you get to that Grand Prix level all the professionals are there so it's kind of like you're just arriving but then when you're able to be competitive with them and do well and in place um, it kind of establishes you know the fact that you're there but I, I never really feel like I'm one of the you know regular ones always um, there and, and whatnot. Have you been to the horse park here in Lexington before and, and if not what are you looking forward to seeing when you get here? Um, I have been to the horse park in Lexington. It was on a, a trip when I was on the Foxfield drill team when I was little, and uh, we were doing a demonstration at Equitana. Um, but that's the only time I've been there. Do, are there any hopes? Do you think it's possible that maybe you'll be coming back next year as an adult for the WEG? Um, probably not uh, this year, but hopefully maybe next year or the year after. Just with school, it's a little hard because um, I have two years left in college, so I have to get that out of the way. Well, that that actually begs the question then, and and I'm so glad to hear that you're pursuing academic interests. What um what are you studying? What are you focusing on in your studies? And how do you balance your academic life with your riding life? Well, I'm a communication studies major, and um, I hope to be able to do something with that degree to further the sport um, here in the U.S. and, you know, get it more media coverage and all of that, kind of more how it is in Europe. Um, but just really, I, I balance my schedule and get the classes in the morning or certain days, so I still have, um, you know, more, like about five days to ride during the week, and then just stay on top of my work and, and uh, be in good contact with my teachers, and normally it works out that I'm still able to show and um, can balance both some I mean, sometimes you get some difficult people you run into, but that's why I think you have to deal with it. Yeah, nothing like nothing like uh, riding horses to help you deal with life, huh? Yeah. <laughs> now, are you the only horsey person in your family? Um, I really I am. My uh, both my parents have had some experience. My dad um, has done westerns, and he learned to ride doing that, and then. My mom started riding when I did just to know what it was all about and to feel it so she could understand it more. But she, her passion is dance, so um, she stuck with that and, and didn't really keep up with the riding. But she has done it. But, you know, good for her for, for getting on and getting into it to, to understand what's going on. So many I've seen more than my fair share of moms who uh, like to critique from ringside who've never actually sat on the animal and that's a little frustrating so I, I good for your mom for getting on there yeah she didn't want to be one of the moms from the side saying you know kick it make it go and just didn't really get it <laughs> last question for you then um speaking of your parents does their celebrity or does your family's uh, celebrity status ever conflict with your riding career at all does it ever get in the way um, no, it, it never really has. Um, my dad has really left the riding to be my own thing, and um, it's kind of the way I've established myself, and it's, it's my sport. So he doesn't, um, he loves to come and watch and, and support me, but he um, has never really let that celebrity 
aspect come into my writing career, which I think is, is really great. And it seems that you're creating a little celebrity status of your own within the ring, and um, that is very well-deserved. Thank you. Absolutely. Congratulations, and good luck for this year, too. Oh, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Have a great weekend. Okay. And, and we look forward to seeing you, hopefully, in the summer. Yeah, thanks. All right, Hannah. Thanks a lot. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. This has been so much fun, Helena. Oh, it is, and you get to learn so much from uh, from talking to these kids and uh, and people from Joni and and from Hannah. Um, and you know, one of the things that I love um, about these interviews is that it's especially young riders is that you really hear how their their riding careers um, and how their horsemanship has turned them into such lovely people. Yes, yes. She was really, I was really impressed by her. Right, right. Absolutely. Good and kid. taking her work seriously and her studies seriously at the same time. That is no easy task, no matter who you are. And the funny thing is, a friend of mine um, who used to live in California has moved to Kentucky now, but she said that also John Cleese's daughter rides, and John used to come to some of the shows and watch. And she said, actually, it was the opposite. No one would talk to him because they were afraid that they, you know, people would think they were, because he was a celebrity. So she was the only person she felt sorry for him. So she'd go and talk to him. But otherwise, everyone would totally avoid him like he had the plague. <laughs> yeah, it's either going to go one way or the other. People aren't quite sure what to do, you know. And, um, and you know, they, one of the things that I think is great about having um, – celebrities involved in these sports is that they're sort of opening it up to um, maybe to people who might not otherwise consider equestrian sports. Um, you've got Georgina Bloomberg, you've got Jessica Springsteen, now we've got Hannah Selleck and um, clearly uh, John Cleese's kids. So I think it's a pretty uh, a pretty neat thing. But uh, And you know, I think as horse people too, we're pretty we are a pretty respectful group and since we're all essentially horse crazy to some degree you know, it's almost like celebrity. What celebrity? Movie star. What's movie star? You know, the stars are really in the ring. Mm, and how? And horses are such great levelers, anyway. They are. So they are. every, it, like you said, the stars are in the ring, and everyone still has to groom their horse and pick their horse's feet out and ride their horse. So right, we all get pooped on every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this has actually been a fabulous show, Samantha. I, I do hope that uh, Glenn uh, gets we'll carried away. We'll have to away. send Glenn on permanent vacation. Yeah. <laughs> I have to do a quick promo for the other shows on the Horse Radio Network. Um, we have coming up on the eventing radio show, the Badminton Preview Show. Um, that's fun. With, yeah, with Glenn the Geek and Chris Stafford. And then on the 2000 Radio Show, we have all the latest news for the 2010 World Equestrian Games. Um, so be sure to listen to it. And Samantha, you're in on that now too, aren't you? Yes, I will be starting to do that with Glenn pretty soon. Super. So we'll have Chris Stafford and Glenn on the Eventing Radio Show. We'll have Samantha Clark and Glenn on the 2010 Radio Show. And, of course, you have me, Helena B., um, and Glenn will be back with um, Stable Scoop in the coming weeks. But I do hope, Samantha, you'll come back as a, a guest host in the future. I would love to, any time at all. Fabulous. Well, be sure to listen next week for another fun episode of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. You can send us feedback. We'd love to hear it. Uh, you can send us a voicemail at 270-803-0025 or send email to geeks at horseradionetwork.com. We thank our sponsors today, Equestrian Collections, 
and the Horse Radio Network. Don't forget, we've donated a commercial for an episode of the Staple Scoop Radio Show. Uh, so again, our thanks to sponsors Equestrian Collections and the Horse Radio Network. We will be back next week, Samantha. We'll be here with Glenn and the Scoop. <laughs>